Hello, and welcome to Episode 5 of The Art of Adaptation, a podcast sponsored by Michigan State University's College of Arts and Letters. I'm Nate Davis. This week on the podcast, we talk to Matt Pepler, a freelance graphic designer based in Michigan. He talks to us about working from home, changing up his budget to reach his audience, and branching into other creative outlets during quarantine. Enjoy the podcast. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Nate Davis. I'm Jason Dernay. And we're here with uh, Matt Pepler. Matt is a graphic designer based in Michigan. Matt. Hi. (laughs) Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. Um, In your words, can you tell us a little bit about what you do? Um, I'm a graphic designer. Uh, I mean, uh, and illustrator. I went to or graduated Kendall from Kendall College of Art and Design over in Grand Rapids, and that was in uh, 2006. And then uh, since then, I've been doing a lot of um, like uh, pop culture related artwork uh, that I promote on my webpage, as well as uh, well up until uh, COVID-19, I was a senior graphic designer for a firm in Lansing. And there I worked on mostly beer and liquor labels, uh, surprisingly. So um, all the Old Nation labels and most of the American Fifth labels is all something that I created. Um, And uh, once again, still before COVID, uh, I would travel a lot doing um, uh, comic cons and horror cons uh, across the United States, uh, selling my artwork. And, you know, uh, it's just kind of snowballed. I kind of have been fortunate enough to be able to use my style and market it on a much more commercial basis, surprisingly, because I feel like my style is not necessarily mainstream. It's got like a lot of punk rock and retro and minimalist qualities to it. So to have that kind of bridge the gap over into something that's more mainstream has been, you know, a once in a lifetime experience, you know, not too many illustrators or graphic designers can say that. So that's a little bit about me, but yeah, so a little bit of everything. Uh, We'll see how this uh, awful disaster (laughs) the world is facing, how that pans out for a lot of people. Um, I feel with what's happened, certain things have managed to come my way that I didn't expect and was kind of lessen the despair (laughs) that I had at the beginning. Um, so sorry to ramble a little bit. I hope that answers part of your question. <laughs> no, that, that was a great answer. And you meant, you touched on a little bit about going to cons, you know, a lot of work is based in uh, popular culture, fandoms, and a lot of things essential to those groups of people are things like meetups, cons, and screenings. Have you had yeah. to adapt in any way to reach those people now that you can't really have those social gatherings? Oh, yeah. Um, that was going to be, it's, it was a huge obstacle to face uh, because when you'd go travel, I would do 20 to 30 shows a year. So almost every week or every other weekend I was in some major city. Now in those cities you're exposed to hundreds of thousands of people over the course of a weekend. Um, so it was really easy to put your artwork or what you're doing under people's noses. Um, but now that everyone's scattered and, you know, kind of bunkered up, it, presents a major problem. Uh, So for me, um, one of the things that a lot of companies will do in a time of crisis, which is, it seems like it's the correct thing to do, but it's also counterintuitive, is to pull funds uh, and kind of like dam up the boat 
you know, dam up the leaks and everything. And they, the first thing to go is advertisement, but working at a firm, that's like the last thing you want to do. So instead of trying to save that money, I put money that I would have used into like buying tables into advertising my platform. So paid ads, that sort of thing. Um, and that's done what I wanted it to do was to generate more awareness of the artwork that I'm creating, what I can offer clients, all that stuff. Uh, so that's what I ended up doing. Um, it's still a gamble because you don't know if uh, people want to spend money, you know, uh, with what's ever, with everything that's happening. Um, but it seems to have worked out. So uh, that's, that's what I altered instead of just kind of saving it. It's like, well, I can either save it or try to profit off of it. And that the the answer is that's exactly what happened. So I was, I was pretty fortunate on that regard. Yeah, that's a really great way to kind of not reinvent your business, but just reach the audience in the same way. And I was curious because it seems like you're relying on that freelancing aspect a little bit more. You have a great website, you have lots of uh, products, posters, keychains, buttons, and I've seen a lot of your work. Has freelancing been kind of a blessing or a curse? Because you mentioned a little bit earlier that people are hesitant about spending money about, you know, passion items, which some people right. might fall into for this fandom things, but obviously freelancing is great, but it's not always reliable. Like you said, has that been kind of a blessing or a curse? Um, it, it's a little bit of both. Uh, I know that, I mean, I don't, I'm not going to name the companies, but I've been like an ongoing freelance contributor to a couple companies and it seems like their schedule has diminished a little bit but I can't fault them for that. But as far as like getting new clients, I would say it's about the same, but the resistance to pull the trigger when I quote them, it's a little bit more of a hard sell. Um, so I guess yes and no. In certain aspects, it's been about the same. But then when, you know, I give the final quote on a job, uh, it seems like, there's resistance like whereas before uh i would go through the process of telling them like what's expected of or what they would expect from me in the end what they'll get all that sort of thing it seemed like if they were if we had gotten to that conversation they were they had already decided they just wanted to know the final details but now i feel like when i get to that conversation uh it's a we'll we'll let you know in a few days uh, instead of you know, signing the contracts and making the down payment and that sort of thing in that conversation. It seems like I have to wait a few days. So there's a certain uncertainty to it now. So will that dissipate soon? I'm not sure. Uh, everyone had thought that the coronavirus would be contained by this time, but it seems like through awful governing, we have not gotten to that part yet. So, uh, and, you know, even this week, cases are blowing up again in, uh, in cities and regions that have reopened too early. So uh, it's not going to go away sooner than what I would think. And I'm not sure when it's going to slow down enough where a bit of normalcy will begin to take over again. So I think we're still going to be in this adaptation. I still see like job postings on uh, uh like indeed that want in-house graphic designers in Seattle. I'm like, I'm not going to Seattle for an in-house opportunity, you know, not at this point. So with technology, the way that it is, even before COVID, especially 
for illustrators and graphic designers. There is no reason to have any in-house positions. You could have a virtual firm uh, for the last 10 years, you know, but for some reason there's this idea that having an in-house creative team is the best way to go. Uh, it's not really the case, you know? Uh, and I think that COVID has really shown so many assets or shown so many professional firms that there's not a need for in-house graphic design and it's more of a, a waste of money to have a group of people indoors together uh, at this point. So we'll see what happens. I, 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 it's really hard to predict what can happen now or what's going to happen because it just still seems, you know, six months into this thing, it's still a chaotic mess. So I have no idea <laughs> so, uh, with that. We'll see what happens. I'm hopeful though. Yeah, we're all just trying to get by, but <laughs> of course. You talked a little bit about, you know, the idea of working at home and having digital design has being stuck at home. A lot of your work, uh, a lot of your fan work that has been posting your website is based on, you know, sci-fi movies, um, classic movies, a little bit of horror genre, things like that. Have you found yourself either more inspired since you've had opportunities to either, you know, work at home or work on any of these movies, watch new things, anything like that? Um, I, it's, I wouldn't say more inspired, but I've definitely content, the amount of content that I consume in a day has, you know, exponentially increased. You know, I've always watched movies and TV shows daily, but now it seems like I can easily go through four or five movies in a day, you know, uh, whether it's just playing in the background as background noise to keep my mind occupied while I'm doing some you know, tedious screen printing work or, you know, developing stuff like that or just doing some drawings. But before it was, you know, like working in an environment where you're at an office, you're kind of, you're, you're pretty limited to what you can have going in the background. You know, if you have your earbuds in, everyone was okay with that, but you're not really, shouldn't be like throwing a movie on in the background, you know, on your computer. And that's kind of frowned upon. But um, uh, it's, it's, it's not the content that I find that's inspiring me. It's just that I have more time. Like I'm a workaholic. I always work. A friend of mine put it the best when he was so shocked that I spent, you know, I would spend like 10, 12 hours working at my firm, making sure I was meeting deadlines. And then I would come home, eat dinner, and then relax by working on a new illustration. He was like, you know, you found what you love to do when you relax by doing what you do. <laughs> so uh, it's just been... I feel like the amount of work that I do has just been accelerated. Not that it's a need to get something out there as far as survival goes, but it's just that I have that extra time to be doing on, to uh, be working on new stuff. So. Yeah. And I, that kind of brings an idea to mind because you talked about in-house graphic designers kind of going away and you probably worked at distance or at home before has this messed with your work-life balance at all? Because obviously as artists, sometimes it's hard to draw the line between, you know, doing something you love and doing work. And when should I stop doing work and, you know, focus on myself? Has that been kind of blurred? Um, uh, yeah, I would say that's, that's fair to say. I mean, I have to remind myself to um, not just work all the time, you know, uh, to take breaks. Because even if you love to do something, you're still going to run into a wall of just being burnt out. And I'm also in the past 
I worked so hard that I actually like injured my hand, which was like a wake up call. I ended up straining like all four of the tendons that go from like your knuckles down to your wrist because I was like using a mouse and drawing because of deadlines at work. And then, you know, just in the same time clients called and I was also in the middle of doing a bunch of conventions. So it was like, you know, there's no time, there was no breaks. And then uh, like I had like no grip strength uh, one week and I went to see a specialist because it's like, I'm right-handed. Like if I lose that ability and dexterity in my hand, like that's my career, like that's gone. So I went to see someone and he's like, well, you didn't do any permanent damages, but you gotta, you gotta calm down a bit with what you're doing. Um, but even now I, I tend to work until I'm tired. So it's like, I mean, I eat, you know, like a normal person, but I'll still get to this like routine of waking up, working on new designs or promoting like the podcast or making social media posts, then, you know, going until my mind is like mush basically and then wake up and do it again but it's really hard to take those breaks when I'm when you're passionate about something and uh you're good at it you know so that's uh it's hard to stop you know because I get enjoyment out of all the stuff that I'm doing so why not do it more (laughs) you know like why not keep doing it if it's something that you enjoy but then there's a big risk of overworking yourself so I have to constantly remind myself to take it easy sometimes. And you mentioned a podcast. I want to let our listeners know that's the post-credits podcast. We'll leave a link in the show notes. It's a movie discussion podcast. I've listened to it a couple of times. I would recommend the John Wick episode. I enjoyed it a lot. Oh, thank um, you. Yeah, it's, it's great that you've been able to find other creati- uh, creative outputs other than your job, finding right. passion for other things. Um with uh when COVID came out you know and everything was really in limbo um you know I had like a couple days where it was like I was I had a lot of despair like what are we gonna do or what am I gonna do like how am I gonna survive this thing and it was like earth shattering it was pretty uh as far as like low points and how I feel about myself like I'm usually a pretty positive person and have a pretty good outlook but this was so brutal that I, I had no idea what to do. So I had, I gave myself a couple days to have the little pity party. Um, but then it had this virus and this outbreak and what it's done to everything, uh, had a very um, simple, I mean, it was so, it basically simplified my life. Like it made it so abundantly clear what was important and what was not. And anything that wasn't important, it just, like, that stuff was taken away. It was, you know, like, stripped of my life, which is fine. But then, uh, you know, it was basically um, very easy to see what I needed to do. And then once I got those things in motion, it was, well, what else can I do? And that's where the podcast came from. That's where, like, learning how to screen print came from. Uh, with all this time being inside, not really having a job necessarily, like not a nine to five job at least, uh, you know, it was, uh, well, what else can I do? What are the things that I've always wanted to do, but didn't have time or made excuses for? Uh, So that's what I have been doing with my time. Uh, And I feel like it's paid off 
pretty good so far, you know. Uh, so I'm pretty happy about it, but it was super stressful. And it probably was the same way for everyone else. Uh, just with the uncertainty, you know, when the rug comes out from under you, it's uh, as a weird way of either bringing out the good things in people or bringing out the horrible things in people. Um, so I'm glad I didn't fall into the, the spot where it was just a cesspool of negativity. You know, uh, I probably would have failed at that point, but um, it didn't turn out that way. So I'm pretty happy about that as far as like, you know, you never know what you're made of until something happens. So I'm glad that like it's worked out the way that it has. It could have gone horrible in so many other worse ways. That's a really great way to look at it. I'm glad you found something positive out of all of this. And I'd like to give you the opportunity to talk about anything that you're working on, either suggestions for things that have helped you out or things that you think other graphic designers might benefit from or some things that you've been working on you just like the world to hear. Oh, gosh. You know, I can't really speak for other graphic designers because everyone's different. It depends on their situation. Um, uh, you know, that's that's a tough, tough, tough advice to give someone that's like a peer of mine who I already consider someone who's, um, you know, kind of in the same boat. Like I said, people are different. So some people haven't lost their jobs uh, in the graphic design field or they never... Uh, they weren't working. They were just uh, doing what they, what I've been doing now this whole time. So some people it hasn't really affected them. So that's a hard for, sorry, but that's for me, that's a hard question to answer or advice to give. Um, but as far as like what I'm doing, um, you mentioned my, my website earlier. I mean, that's a great place uh, to see what I'm working on from, you know, the podcast to like the screen prints and that has all my social media on it as well. Um, so I primarily post to Instagram does go to my page and I do respond to everyone but I primarily post post through Instagram and that aggregates to my Facebook so if you want to see what I'm doing like with uh like illustration graphics design uh what I'm working on as far as freelance uh that's all on social media um uh so and that can be found at um mpepler.com great well I really liked what you had to say there about everybody's different and sometimes it's hard to see people you know you hear terms of so many people losing jobs or people are struggling, but everyone's individual. Some people are affected in one way, everybody's affected in another way. Exactly. And yeah, that's a really beautiful sentiment. And <laughs> I want to say thank you for having, coming on this podcast and expressing what you've been doing. And I'm glad that you've been able to find some positives out of all of this. So thank you so much. Oh, well, thanks again for having me. Uh, I really appreciate you guys reaching out. So it's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Support for our show comes from Michigan State University's College of Arts and Letters. Special thanks to Matt Pepler for the interview. Links to Matt's website, as well as his post-credits podcast, are available in the show notes.